Well, I'm Jen. <laughs> and I'm Abel, and welcome to take three <laughs> of the intro to Grounded Sound. Welcome. It's never happened before, so I had to bust balls just a little bit. That's right. We had some mic difficulties, so... It's all right. We are, uh, yeah, doing a new take. Um, but we're back at it. We're back at it. We've been um, gone for a little while. We were gone last week. Apologize for the absence. Then we, we had were a full May spring break Opposite that. sides of the schedule. We were. Of the country, not the schedule. That too, but... Yeah. I went north and you went west and we both had a great time, right? Yeah, Montana, LA. Montana, mm-hmm. LA, Glacier mm-hmm. National Park. Highly recommend it. Get up there before the glaciers disappear. <laughs> yes. Because it's happening. <laughs> because it's happening. Before we left, uh, we were looking up documentaries because <laughs> you can do that now. You can just <laughs> go on your TV and be like, hey, I don't know anything about Glacier National Park. Oh, there's pro- somebody probably did a show about it. Do, 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 do. The glaciers are disappearing and they're not going to be here. <laughs> and you're like, well, I got to go. Yeah, you got to go see. And then you get up there. And <laughs> you know that a glacier is just a large flowing rock of ice. Mm-hmm. But then you look at it and you're like, man, it's pretty, but it looks like snow. It's a lot like a snow. Because Carrie kept on asking me, she's like, is that is that a glacier? And I'm like, no, I think that's just snow. <laughs> that's just snow. But you get up to the glacier and it's like, and there's signs all over. See it before it's gone. Well, I'm glad that so, you guys yeah. got to see it. We did. I don't know when I will make it to Montana next. You should go. We're going to be up there in September. You should go. Done. I'm Come on up. I'll We're going to be in Bozeman. That's a ways. <laughs> Actually, I need somebody to watch Baby Alice. Ooh. So sweeten mm. the pot a little bit. Okay. Okay. I'll be thinking about that. Did you see any glaciers in L.A.? I did not see any glaciers in L.A. Um, I did have a lot of great food, and I walked around L.A. quite a bit. And we were talking about how you explore a city. One more time on how to explore a city. Yes, take three on how you explore your city. Our guests are (laughs) so gracious. They're still sitting here listening to us talk about how to explore cities. I'm going to get really good at explaining this pretty soon. How about you go You go first? Well, I like to explore. I I like to, like, walk around a city um, and just kind of use my own internal navigation system as mm-hmm. my guide. Um, How so is your internal compass? I think I have a really good one. It's good. I do. Not, never, not everyone does. I ended up in some cool places. Sweet. I mean, there's cool places everywhere in that city, but like, it was a good little hike. See, us. I've not had that experience with L.A. <laughs> Every time I've been to L.A., it has just been a dumpster fire. <laughs> it's just been bad <laughs> to the point that I like legitimately had to leave. <laughs> one time I, uh, I flew to LA, my buddy was moving, uh, from LA to Dallas and he had a motorcycle, essentially the same motorcycle that I have. And I asked him, I was like, I was unemployed. Most of my good stories come from when I was unemployed. Uh, <laughs> <Some of fun. laughs> yeah, they were so great. Uh, he was like, I'm moving from LA to Dallas. And, um, I was like, what are you gonna do with your motorcycle? And he's like, I guess I'll just put it on trailer and I said Steve trailers are for boats fly me out to LA and I'll ride your bike back for you and he was like oh cool that way you can follow us in the car and I can ride some too and I was like I don't know your family that well but I got to know them pretty well <laughs> and they, they're they're fine people but I so I do have um I do have a really cool picture of my rear motorcycle wheel in the be- at Manhattan Beach uh before I left and the rest of that trip is a whole other story. But um, suffice to say, I didn't stay in L.A. very long. You did that not. time. No, it was like overnight. And I was like, well, we need to get yeah. on the road. Get moving. Things were weird. But um, like I was explaining how I explore new towns is by finding a locally roasted coffee shop. Because as I've mentioned on the show before, I'm a huge 
coffee nerd and um, amongst other things. And I'm a big morning person as well. So even a lot of times with Carrie, I'll wake up before she does. And hotel coffee is a hate crime. Mm -hmm. And so I will get on Yelp. I am a big Yelper. Yep. Uh, shouts out to Julie. Yes. And our local our Yelp friend. representatives. Mm-hmm. I, it's funny. I put something on Facebook. I was like, I Yelped, uh, Yelped the shit out of Great Falls this week. I found all kinds of coffee shops. And then I see Julie on Instagram or whatever, like, 100% thumbs up. Yay, 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 Yelp. Aww. And I was like, oh, Julie. Yeah. Just promoting your brand. She's so wonderful. But um, so, yeah, you find the locally roasted coffee shop. And I guarantee you there will be a crazy person there. And I don't know how I'm thinking about writing a book about how I get into conversations with just batshit crazy people. And I don't know how they, yeah, I don't maybe know I how, just Abel. attract them. I have no- <laughs> but this time I was with a baby. Like I had a baby on the coffee counter in a carrier and this crazy dude, I mean like lazy eyes. You couldn't tell which, where to look, you know, because he's like looking two different ways yes. and he starts going off about, um, uh, Charlie, somebody, oh, Will Rogers was the first thing he started talking to me about. Oh, wow. I heard that I was from Oklahoma and he was like, Will Rogers was, he was the king of three different medias and he was a radio guy in politics and a writer. And I was like, yeah, Will Rogers, you need to listen to Bo Jennings. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he was like, who? And I said, <laughs> Bo Jennings did this killer album called The Vertigris about uh, the where Will Rogers came from and everything. And he was like, I'll oh, check it out. Did you know Charlie Miller's from... From right here, his gallery is in Great Falls. Charlie Miller? Anyway, some local artist that I had never heard of before. Mm -hmm. And he went on for 45 minutes about Will Rogers, and I think it was Charlie Miller. And you're standing there holding a baby. And I'm standing with a baby. (laughs) That's always the best. (laughs) Who approaches someone? Well, people approach people with babies all the time. But if you're legitimately insane, like, why would you? Let them go. Why would you share that insanity with the baby? This is another true story. The next day, I went back to that coffee shop because it was fantastic coffee and baby on the coffee place again. And I go back to the back to go to the bathroom and I walk through the back room. They have a whole other room of tables. And that insane guy was sitting there. And mind you, this dude is probably 90 years old. <laughs> he was legitimately old. And he had a coloring book. Really? I kid you not. Like one of those that has like geometric designs and just like not pictures, but just like designs. And he had a whole bag full of like really fine tip Sharpie markers. And he was sitting in the back coloring. Really? Those are meditation. (laughs) Those are called meditation (laughs) coloring books. Yes. I had no idea. I was just, I I told Carrie, I got back to the hotel. I was like, that crazy dude that talked to me yesterday, he was sitting in the coffee shop coloring. I don't know if I'm going to take your travel advice, Abel. I know. You, <laughs> might, you might get, you're the one that said to go to the bar. I say go to the bar. <laughs> go to the bar, sit up at the bar, talk to the bartender. But you're an attractive woman. That doesn't work for me. I can well, sit at a bar all night. Nobody would ever say hi. <laughs> I don't Not know if that's shop. true. There's crazy people. You make a lot of friends, Abel. That's true. A I lot guess. of friends in mysterious places. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's introduce our guests. Let's go to the guests. I think we're going to have a great conversation. I do, too. And... <laughs> This performance is going to be killer. It is. I guarantee you that. We're already predicting. Hi. Hi. We have Maddie and Joel here. Hello. How are you guys? Good. Fabulous. Good. We'll (laughs) let you guys kind of introduce yourselves and who you are and what you do. Um, I'm Maddie Gregory, and I'm the media chair for Woody Guthrie Folk Festival, which is taking place next month, July 12th through the 17th. 
My name is Joel T. Mosman. I'm with a band called Oklahoma Uprising. I'm a songwriter and just kind of a local guy that likes to hang around places and be crazy. Cool. Yeah. And Joel, you, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I see your name a lot. Oh, you're at a lot of different places. Well, that, I hope that's a good thing. It's a great thing. <laughs> yes. You're, you are very busy in the Oklahoma music world. Um, well, let's start with Maddie. Um, tell us about Woody Fest, and we're excited. Um, tell us how many years it's been going on and what the vision is and all that good stuff. For sure. So this is the 20th year. Um, it started in 1997, and it was just like a small group of um, all volunteers, about 10 people who they had this vision of um, – celebrating uh, Woody Guthrie's birthday, which is July 12th, I believe, um, in his hometown of Okima, Oklahoma. Um, it's kind of, you know, just out on a I-40 East. Head that way and you'll find it. Um, and just celebrating the music of him and everything that he represents um, within art and philosophy and writing and songwriting and all the greatness that he um, was. Um and this year, um, we're actually, we have like the amazing privilege to host um, a lot of his family members. So we have Arlo Guthrie's coming, Sarah Lee Guthrie, um, Anna Canoni, who is his granddaughter, of course, his um, sister, Mary Jo Edgman Guthrie, or Mary Jo Guthrie Edgman will be there. Um, she's 94 years old and she's just this amazing woman who's there every single year. Oh, wow. Um, uh, Cole Quest and the City Pickers. Um, Folk Uke, who is Willie Nelson's daughter and Woody Guthrie's granddaughter. Nice. Yeah. And so, really? yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really going to be an amazing year and um, I'm really looking forward to it. Did you say Folk Uke? Folk Uke. That's Woody Guthrie's granddaughter mm -hmm. and Willie Nelson's daughter? Correct. Yeah. Wow. I think Willie Nelson has like 30 kids though. Or that may be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do you know the lineage of that? Like how that work I'm trying to put that all together in my head yeah I'm not sure not okay. even gonna try to untangle yeah all that in my we can head. google that later yeah <laughs> I'm sure that there's a family tree somewhere <laughs> that's so interesting I heard Willie Nelson had a saying one time you can't have ex-wives only additional wives yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like polygamy I mean yeah. keep adding in them a way. on <laughs> it's all about it's how you wives. look at it yeah. <laughs> yes so Maddie how did you get involved with Woody Fest so um, my mom has been involved with Woody Fest. Well, she was, was just, um, you know, she loved the festival for many, many years, and she's always gone to the Blue Door. Um, and a couple years ago, she got involved on the board, um, and she started doing artist sales, and I kind of just tagged along as her, like, assistant. And just I'd worked in, you know, retail and uh, worked in a music store before, and I was just kind of like, I can handle this. <laughs> and uh, this year I joined the board, um, and then in March, the, the previous media chair um, resigned, and so I just kind of took on her place, and so here I am. Stepped in. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've worked on Westfest together. Yes. And I adore you. I think you're so oh, wonderful. I adore you. It, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which we're, uh, we're back at it. Oh, yes. Westfest is going to happen. It is. I'm so psyched. Westfest, it's going to be great. August 19th, Western Avenue. It's going to be we're trucking ahead. There's going to be Coolaroos. There, yes. Coolaroos. What are Coolaroos? Yeah, what are Coolaroos? <laughs> Whatever David mentioned last night. Yeah, we're not quite sure. It's a surprise. Yeah, it's a surprise. <laughs> Everybody right come out and see what Coolaroos are. <laughs> he was very excited about it. <laughs> we have a board member who, yes, or committee member. I suppose we have committees. Um, but yeah, so it's been great getting to know you through that. And 
Okay. <laughs> Joel. Joel's Joel. on it. I got my phone out. Let's turn my volume down anyway. I'm guessing it starts with a K. It was it, a C whenever I Googled it yesterday. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Coolers. Names, location, kind of all of the logistics of the festival. Off of your notes. How do we find that? How do we find Woody Fest? <laughs> um, absolutely. So uh, it starts off on Wednesday, July 12th, and there will be a tribute show to Jimmy Lafave. Yes. Um, where his band um, Night Tribe will be performing and then um, uh, many other artists are coming to perform for that. Um, Andy Adams, the Burn Sisters, Michael Fercasso, Sarah Lee Guthrie, John Fulbright. She's blowing through some pretty hardcore names right there. Levi Parham. Some pretty big hitters you're just cruising through. Definitely. It's just Damn. all off the top of my head. It's too. just, well, I mean, <laughs> all in the, brain. the fact that you're just like blowing through that John Fulbright, John and, like, Fulbright. and like all these people, I'm like, well, any one of those people, I'd be great to have like anywhere. Absolutely. All, that's all the same night. That's the same night. That's um, the Wednesday night and tickets are $20 for that mm-hmm. in advance. Um, 25 out the door if they're available. Um, I mean, I think it's really just going to be a great tribute show to Jimmy Lafave and um, he was um, uh, part of the festival for a very long time and yeah. really immersed in himself and uh, Woody Guthrie and um I think it's really going to be a great tribute. I was fortunate enough to get to sit down with Jimmy at the last Americana Fest this past year. Um, and so I'm I'm so grateful that we actually have, you know, an interview from him. And definitely um, I just it was such a it was such a joy and it was a pleasure to be able to spend just a little pocket of time with him. I know that he is so well respected and, you know, um, Missed by missed by many. Definitely, but, uh, I I was able to see him um, at the Woody Guthrie Center um, at their at their four year birthday celebration. I guess it was in April or May, and it was you know one of his final performances in Oklahoma, and I mean it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and actually Levi was part of that um, interview group, so I interviewed. Um, Jimmy and Levi and Carter Sampson and Susan Herndon. All wonderful. Yes. uh, They're all amazing. So um, I'm glad to hear that you guys are doing that tribute. And I know it's going to be just, you know, I feel like it's just going to be magical. Yeah. 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 It'll be honoring for him and and definitely. Um, So that is Wednesday night. And then you guys, and you, you obviously, since his passing was recent, you added that in um, within the last. Correct. Yeah. We were really hoping that we would be able to get him. Mm -hmm. Um, to play this year that he would, um, you know, have the strength and capacity to do so. Um, and you know, it, it didn't happen and we're just going to try to honor him as best we can. And that date actually happens to be his birthday. And so it'll just be kind of, you know, a, a, a memorial, but a celebration of him. And I think it'll be really great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and then you roll into Thursday, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Correct. Okay. Um, and so we have, um, two outdoor stages and three indoor stages. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually, this year we have, I think it's ending up to be over a hundred acts that are playing. How many um, people show up? Um, honestly, I don't have the numbers so for like that. like triple the population of Okima. I bet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? I want to say that the population like of Sturgis, o- you just take over all the stores yeah. and restaurants and everything. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And I mean, and it's so wonderful. I mean, you're just, you're walking, you know, down the street. It's just, it's a very, very, very small town. Um, and you, but all the people are so kind and nice. It's that Oklahoma that you were talking about earlier. You know, it's your Oklahomies who you sure. don't eat. They're complete strangers, but you're just, everybody's so welcoming and wonderful. And, 
Um, it's just, there's a great spirit that happens there. And um, yeah, so it's, it's awesome. really great. So tickets to the festival, is it open to the public? Is it ticketed? Tell us about how people can attend. Sure. So um, originally the, the festival for many, many years until 20, 2015, um, it was a free event, all free event. And with the growth um, of the festival, um, the board decided to start charging admission. Um, and that was that was a you know really tough decision for them to make because they definitely want to make it accessible to everybody. Um, the... I want to say three of the stages are remain free mm-hmm. to the public. Um, two day passes are $40 until June 30th. Mm-hmm. Three day passes are $60 until June 30th. And then after that, one day passes are 30, two day are 50 and three day are 75. Well, that's crazy reasonable. I mean, Absolutely. for the amount of talent I know you guys have and, that's just not even like a question like right go and get your tickets and that's what get you know we all of our sponsors um they're all local all locally based i mean whether it's you know local citizens who are chipping in five ten twenty dollars that's all super helpful or um we have the oklahoma arts council they're they've been a huge supporter for 17 years um you know it's all local we're not going to you know have a huge corporate sponsor that wouldn't necessarily necessarily like reflect the ideals of Woody Guthrie. I was going to say, I don't know if Woody would be uh, definitely right, exactly. <laughs> and so you want to you. Yeah. It's it's kind of balancing a fine line between yes, we we want that access for everyone, um, and that's why a lot of the stages are still remaining free. And there's open mic at Lou's, uh, which is this uh, great uh, bar behind one of the venues, and it's open mic all day, and you have all these wonderful Sweet. people who play all day. I mean, Jackson Brown has played on that stage. What? I mean, it's just it's. And it's these amazing songwriters who are just coming and sharing, sharing their talent. With Joel, are you going to rock the mic? Uh, I've been to Woody's before, and I've done the open mic Have at you? Woody's before. Yeah. And actually, there used to be an open mic at uh, Grape Ranch, too, that right. Tom Skinner used mm-hmm. to uh, do. And I've been to that one, too. Yeah, before Grape Ranch closed. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay, I got an interesting story I got to share about sure, Grape yeah, Ranch. Sure. I love stories. I drive a semi truck <laughs> full time, nice. and I haul uh, I haul feed to like farms and ranches. And the yeah. other day, I got some directions to a place in Okima that turned out to be the old Grape Ranch. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I showed up out there, and I was like, wow, because I camped out there and like played music out there yeah. and done a bunch of other stuff out there. And uh, I pulled up out there, and um, it was it was a a guy with a really thick German accent that lives there now. And I was talking to him and, and I was like, didn't they used to have, I was kind of playing dumb. I was like, didn't they used to have like big parties out here? And he was like, yeah. And he pointed over there and he was like, over there in the woods is where all the hippies would hang out at. And I was just thinking like, man, I was one of those. Hippies. Like, I've been over those woods. Yeah. That's funny. Anyway, that's awesome. I know those woods well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what they should start doing. I mean, if it gets to this point, like I was saying with Sturgis, there are all those bars at Sturgis are open one week a year. Like you could have like places that just set up for the three days. Like they turn that entire town. The dentist's office sells leather shaps and stuff. (laughs) It's crazy. Like the whole town, they just go away for a a two week or a week and a half and just turn it over to the bikers. And like, you're selling t-shirts out of the co-op and all that. And you know, it's, it works out really well. I mean, it's, it's the, and there's, there's a, Full Throttle Saloon's 10 acres of bar, and it's open for a week and a half a year. It's just an interesting situation that wow. can happen. And um, 
if the thing, if you're, if Woody Festival grows, you could like get more venues and stuff like that. Anyway, we could go sell spicy grilled cheese I sandwiches. I could sell spice, yeah. by the way. <laughs> we should though. be noted that we're sponsored by Space Savory Spice Shop. Yes, it's been yes, a while since I've mentioned that. And Cellador Music Group. Cellador <laughs> Music Group and Savory Spice Shop sponsor this podcast, so please. Every single week. Check us out. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing Okima could use. Another hotel. I was gonna, just going to ask, are there campgrounds? There are campgrounds. Um, there's um, one campground that we rent out, and then there's also Kima Lake campgrounds. Okay. There is one hotel, and that's where um, the artists say. There's one single like hotel. It, it is yep. a days in. Um, and uh, There's a party there every single night. Yeah, I mean, fest. it's I literally bet. like till 4 or 6 in the morning. I mean, nice. whenever – I mean, and I – you know, I'm not sure exactly what this year is going to look for me, but whenever I was doing artist sales, you know, I was getting up early, helping to go set up and then basically staying up till four and just like a zombie the whole time, Mm. but just really great. I mean, there's just, there's a parking lot jam of all these fantastic musicians and it's, it's just, it's no egos. It's just playing for the joy of playing. And, and it's just, it's great. It's so great. It's just, it's really, really awesome. That parking lot. Oh man, I have a lot of good memories in that parking lot. I saw John Fulbright. I met him for the first time in that parking lot. There was some uh, uh, jams going on, some jam circles and stuff, and I was a lot younger, and I was kind of picking my guitar or whatever. And I think it was this – is, this is probably like 2007 maybe or something. And John Cooper from the Red Dirt Rangers like mm-hmm. ushered in this young baby-faced kid, <laughs> and he's like – us to play some songs and it was john fulbright and like mm-hmm. he starts playing in the whole like there was probably 50 people standing around that circle and they all just quiet and listen to john play and it was like you could feel this vibe like this guy's gonna be something you That's know cool. yeah it was, it was great experiences in the, he's doing in the some stuff there. for sure yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. he sure is well let's talk about the songwriting contest yeah. because let's bring joel into this fold of yes. how you are involved this year and um so you hold songwriter contest every year yes and that's been going on since i believe 1999 mm-hmm. um and so that's kind of been you know, they wanted to have all these, you know, wonderful names, but they were also like, who can we also bring in who not everybody knows, you know, who can we introduce to this, to this world and have them share, you know, their talent and their songwriting. And, um, that's kind of the, the background behind it is, um, I guess Monica Taylor was the second place winner the very first year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now she has, you know, the venue and, I don't know where that is now, but she's part of the Cherokee Maidens and it's Monica Taylor and she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And do you have one category? Is it just one? It's one category. Okay. Mm-hmm. How does it work? Like, does it, you have like a panel that just judges or what happens? Um, I know that. So Tom Marshall, he is in charge of the songwriting contest and, um, I'm not sure if it's a panel, if it's just him. Um, but whenever I asked him about it, he said, um, you know, it's definitely, it's about, the song itself, you know, the structure musically and lyrically, but also, you know, does it tell a story? Um, mm. Does it um, does it reflect, you know, something not necessarily that Woody would represent, but kind of in that same vein? Yeah, kind of, spirit. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I mean, and um, so he doesn't just throw a dart at a list. <laughs> okay. As far that's as, I know, as, far as I'm aware, yeah. <laughs> 
So Joel got second place this yes. year, That's right. yeah. which is such an honor. Yes. Congratulations. An honor. Thank you very much. So cool. It's really exciting because actually, um, like I said, I've been going to Woody Fest. I haven't gone every year, but I've gone, I probably started going in like 2006 or something. And uh, we camp out there and we do the parking lot jams and we go to Pastures of Plenty and we'd go um, uh, to, was that, Woody's Tavern and just kind of hang out around and it's so cool because like she was saying um you can meet like woody guthrie's family i think it was mary mary joe yeah mary joe i met her in like a it was like a thrift store or something (laughs) or like an antique shop or something that i don't know if she was just in there maybe they were doing an interview uh, or something with her but just the sweetest lady you've ever met Um, but um so Actually, the song that won second place, um, I wrote it along. I wrote it in probably 2006 or seven, and it was sort of inspired by the Woody Guthrie Festival. Very cool. Oh, wow. And I submit. I actually submitted it a long time ago um, with a band I was playing with at the time um, called the Double Clutchers, and we um, we recorded it and I submitted it to them, but it didn't quite make the cut that year. Like I said, that was probably about 06 or 07. And um, so I got to tell the story. You guys are probably familiar with part of this. Um, so that song just kind of set on the back burner for a long time. I never really played it live. I never performed it or anything. Um, I mean, a couple times I did. But <clears throat> until this year, I think, I don't know, February or March, I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed and I see a big – uh, projection of Woody Guthrie on oh, the yeah. side of the Capitol That's building. That's Steve. Yeah. yeah, Steve. It was Steve and Jack mm-hmm. uh, Jack Fowler, Fowler that yeah. were behind it. it. It didn't take me long to figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think they were posting about it. Two of our badasses. In the yeah, city. exactly. Yes. And I was just like, oh man, I was just like, this is awesome. Yeah. And like it, it kind of inspired me to rewrite the song, and so I rewrote it, and um, uh, and like within the week after that happened, I just went through and I changed some stuff around on it and I submitted it again. And actually I submitted another song too. And, um, and, uh, I just kind of forgot about it until a few weeks ago, Tom emailed me and was like, you got second place. It's like, that's so cool. (laughs) That's really cool. Is there a prize? Do you have a prize? Uh, yeah, there was a prize. Yeah, Sweet. I got a prize, and I'm going to uh, play on uh, the Pastures of Plenty stage, which is like the big main stage uh, cool. at 7.30 on Friday, which is I believe is July 14th. I that think, sounds right. Yeah, the Friday of the festival. Mm-hmm. So um, I think Joel Raphael is playing uh, after me, and um, I can't remember who else I looked at it. But I'm, 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 I'm anxious to go because – this year i haven't been in a few years because you know i've started a family and stuff and i have to work a a job i was just thinking when you guys were all talking about going out there i was like and i knew that you had a daughter Mm -hmm. it's like how do i work going to these things with alice like you can't your mom how does that work i'd say you say she alice is like five months old right now it's probably pretty it's a little, difficult. Little too early, a little too soon for that. <laughs> I got her to a show. Yeah, took her to Jen's record release show with the little coconuts. That's cool. Everything. She pretty did. Cool. She was I, adorable. I have a story about uh, uh, my daughter Molly. Um, when she was, she was probably nine months old, and uh, I was playing a show at Sauced here in town with Buffalo Rogers, mm-hmm. and um, so 
sauce. I'm sure you guys are familiar with it. It's like a pizza. It's a pizza joint until sure. about 10 o'clock. <laughs> and then at 10 o'clock, it turns into a bar. And they told me that. Well, I was looking for some places that I could play that I could take my daughter, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, that's fine. We'll play from 8 to 10. And at 10 o'clock, we'll cut out, you know. And, um, and that way, my daughter won't be in a bar, you know. Well, when you play a show, I mean... You're done at ten, but oh. you don't really leave at ten. <laughs> That's relative. Yeah, and and so uh, it got. I mean, we got done at probably ten fifteen or something, and um, you know we're sitting around talking to to some of the people that were there and stuff. And then I I um, I look down and uh, Molly's sitting down in the back um, with my wife, and um, my wife's like, "We gotta go," and I'm like looking around, and it had turned in to a bar <laughs> like there was the there was there was the the regulars there and people were already very primed up and i was like i just brought my nine-month-old daughter to a bar yeah. for the first the time bar. by complete to accident <laughs> so well it's that it is a good place it's you know if you're going to take her to a bar it's it's pretty it's pretty it cool. So you have a nice patio. Yeah. 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 It's not too crazy. Yeah. Joel, tell us about um, your music journey. I know you have, you're in Oklahoma Uprising right mm-hmm. now. You guys have been doing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but tell us a little bit about like your early start and kind of oh, wow. what it's been looking like for you the last few years. Well, I've been playing music. I've spent more time making and playing music. I've spent more time making and playing music than anything else in my life save you know breathing or sleeping or whatever uh you know i've i started playing piano when i was probably about five years old i picked up the guitar when i was i don't know about eight or ten or twelve or something and um i just kind of through high school you know i just did like a normal high school kid would do and try to learn every metallica song that there was (laughs) yeah i did that (laughs) a lot of ramones yeah 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 exactly phase and uh, and so I went through that. I went through that little phase, um, which I have mixed feelings about now. But um, yeah. but you know, and then I kind of uh, started hanging out with uh, you know after I got out of high school and stuff. Uh, I started hanging out with some other people that that did songwriting. I started hanging out at Woody Guthrie yeah. Fest, you know, and um, that really inspired me to um, to start doing my own thing, kind of, and. It's really great. I heard this um, interview with Ben Montinch. He's the keyboard player for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. And he was saying um, that when he started, somebody was um, – he was playing s- – somebody else's song on his keyboard somebody's like why are you playing that song it's not about playing somebody else's song it's about what can you do what can you bring to the table and um and that just rang so true when i heard that interview because that's kind of what like the people i was hanging out with that's what they were teaching me was like i don't i don't care what like cover songs you can play or how well you can you can play free bird or big city nights or whatever like that doesn't matter like what are you creating what are you coming up with you know and yeah and that's when i started writing songs uh but the hard part with writing songs is you write a song and then you're like is this gonna be cool are people gonna think this is okay you know like are people gonna think this is stupid or what and then you uh you just you just go for it just throw yourself in the fire and um 
uh, like the song Letter to Woody that I wrote and submitted to the festival. And, you know, I never had any idea that it won second place in the contest, you know, but uh, but it did. And if it weren't if it weren't for that kind of thing, if it if it weren't for winning uh, in the contest or if it weren't for people actually digging what you do or uh, showing up to concerts and shows and stuff, if it weren't for those kind of things, then like I'd be playing music in my bedroom still to myself you know like i wouldn't i wouldn't be out doing this kind of thing so it's really a two-way street you know it's kind of like katie williams said when she was here she was like i started applying to all these festivals because i was going to be there anyway yeah well i like that you touch on that joel because there is there's a bravery to songwriting there really is it's vulnerable i mean you are bearing your soul to Especially now that we have so much technology, you can put it online and who knows who yeah. you know, you're bearing it to. But um, And I, I like that you also mention it because that's something Cellar Door has really been um, passionate about is supporting original artists. And not that we – there's not – there's great cover bands in Oklahoma City. We all sure, know that. Absolutely. But, um, you know, we've had people approach us and we were like, we work just with original artists and we want to support and uplift original music and artists because we do, we get it. It takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there in that way. Um, so I'm glad that you kind of brought that up and mentioned that. It's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really what, like you said, nothing against cover bands yeah. or anybody that, that does that. Cause there's definitely a place for that. And really like, there's a lot of really cool cover songs out there that people play that are uh, really cool. And I mean, cover songs that people do in a different way too, that are, that are different, you know, uh, so today I heard Neil Young sing that, um, forget the name of it, but desert highway, she rides a Harley Davidson and shovels and rope covered that mm-hmm. on their latest album. I didn't even realize it was a cover. Yeah. Until I hear Neil Young singing it in the shop today. I'm like, makes sense. <laughs> and there's amazing ways to recreate songs. And I love hearing everybody spin on cover songs. Um, but definitely in our local music world, I love hearing what people come up with. And yeah, so. even I mean, even original songs. I mean, if you think about it, they're covers in a way. Um, uh, a lot of my friends, uh, I'm sure it was uh, originated somewhere, but we call it the folk process. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's because, I mean, you only have so many notes to work with, you know, when you write a song and really what songwriting is is an amalgamation of your experience or an amalgamation of what you've heard uh in the past or who your inspirations are Mm -hmm. uh so in that way i mean songwriting is sort of like uh covering a song you know that's like in my music i mean you can hear elements from from all kinds of different bands and all kinds of different musicians because um you, you know i mean i'm a i'm a I'm the sum of of all of my experiences uh, and and all of my inspirations, you know. And you're yeah, honoring you're, your influences. Yeah, really. Yeah. influenced by somebody. I mean, there's, yeah, it goes exactly. back to the age old argument: is is there any, is anything actually original? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I know that's been a challenge. My sister and I write together, and it's you know we've all heard a love song, we've all heard a heartbreak song, but it's like how do we put a new spin onto that? How do we? And it can be a heartbreak in a different way. It might not be a, a relationship. Just you know, you know, a marriage or a, just a typical relationship. It might be with a, with a, a kid, or it might be with a parent, or it might be you know in different relationships. Um, so even kind of putting new spins on what those ideas look like, and how do we create something 
you know, at least we, I haven't heard, you know, but yeah. it doesn't mean it's not out there, but how do we keep new perspectives and fresh spins on the, you know, forever journey that we all go through. And Boy, but I think love though, I mean, is love as a, as a, a topic of songwriting is, I mean, it's really easy to be versatile with because it's such a complex topic and uh, for every person, there's a different definition behind it. And, you know, I know a lot of people say, you know, love songs. Uh, uh, I should probably disclose that I don't have a lot of love songs. I mean, I have I have a few. Every songwriter does. But um, they're for every different person, every different person could have a different definition of what love is, you know. Mm-hmm. So for each songwriter, I mean, it could be a totally different different aspect to it you know and uh if people if you ever hear people trashing on love songs it's like what can you possibly say bad about love <laughs> we need more you love know? in our world exactly yeah, more love songs yeah and i think as you grow older too i mean again as parents i mean we were just talking about our kids earlier but um yeah that there's a whole new realm of love that comes into play when you have a kid um yeah or you know or in a long-term partnership or um yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of things as you grow older that your songs can change and your writing can change because you gain new experiences. I thought it was crazy when, like, l- love completely took on an entirely different definition for me when I had my daughter because mm-hmm. just watching, like, movies, I was talking to my buddy about this, my buddy Travis, and uh, um, he's actually the one that engineered our new EP, but um, I was talking to him about it, and I was like, man, as soon as I had my daughter... Like, I couldn't watch, like, movies that had, like, uh, like too much, like, kid drama in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if, you know, something happened to the kid or if, like, the, one of the parents had to be away for a long time, Ugh. I was just like, oh, I can't watch it. My buddy's like, <laughs> I know those movies are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he was awful. like, I'll turn them off. This movie's so dumb. <laughs> Even Bammy, you know? Like, I know, yeah. It's <laughs> like, I can't watch that stuff anymore. It just, we were watching uh, Beauty and the Beast, the new one here the other yeah. day, and it was, like, at the beginning, and I <laughs> went over to Carrie, and I'm like, wait, let me guess. One of her parents is dead. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. Yeah, it's a Disney. Movie. I was like, is it her mom or her that dad? Happens. Oh, there's her dad. I bet her mom's dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. Disney plague. I'll get you. Well, Joel, you have a release coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the, on the twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, on June twenty fourth at Anthem Brewing, uh, we're going to be releasing our latest EP, which is called Bridges and Borderlines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you'll be able to find that on uh, everywhere. Uh, a bunch of you'll be able to find it on Spotify and Google Play and iTunes and Deezer and a whole bunch of other places that I don't even know what they are. But you'll be able to find it on there. Um, it's um, does it have any love songs on it? <laughs> sort of. Yeah. yeah oh, actually, really? yeah, actually, it does. The the Tell last song on it is called "Little Bit of Love." <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and it is all As opposed about to a whole lot of love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way different. It's, it's the other of a, side of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I can't say that Led Zeppelin was not an inspiration because they definitely were. Absolutely. Uh, maybe not for that song because it's a bluegrass song, but uh, mm. but anyway, yeah. So that's uh, that's coming out at Anthem. I love hanging out at Anthem because um, they have. Um, I was just talking to Maddie about it next door before we came. Um, they have just such a, uh, a great atmosphere and a great selection of, 
of uh, beer to choose from. They're uh, Happy Burleson, I think, is what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Um, so uh, we'll be doing that. There will be a food truck there, St. Patty. St. Patty Cakes. Have you guys heard of St. Patty yeah. Cakes? Yeah, they're really good. They have spuds and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their little Irish truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll probably be there about six. And it's going to be a little different because we're going to do two sets because uh, we're going to have a lot of different guests coming in and, and playing. Um, we have some confirmed guests and some other guests that are like, oh, I'll be in the area. I'll stop in. So it's going to be kind of one of those deals, which is always fun, you know. Yeah. Um, and Sometimes so, everybody shows up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so we'll be doing uh, three to five, and then we're going to be taking a break from five to seven. The food truck will show up about six, and then uh, seven to nine we'll be doing another set. Um, uh Confirm people uh, are uh, uh, Gabe, Gabriel Knight Hancock is yeah. going to show up. He's wonderful. Uh, yeah. I, lo- I love Gabe's music. <laughs> oh, man. He's like one of the ones that you go to one of his shows and like everybody's just sitting there with their mouths open, and, like just taking in every word of what he's mm-hmm. saying because his lyrics are just so good and his voice is so unique. Um, I, lo- I love Gabe, and then my a good buddy of mine, uh, Caleb Robertson's going to be there, and uh, and a bunch of other people said they were going to show up, uh, but I'm really excited about it because um, we've been working on this. Well, we, we we've been putting the final touches on it for about the past year at my buddy uh, my buddy's house in Shawnee. He has a studio that's called the T Hodge Lodge, and um, he's it's like a five room studio that he's been working on for a long time with all this great gear in it and stuff. And it's kind of a hangout for a lot of um, uh, songwriters. And uh, I don't know if you guys know Brian White from the Damn Quails. Mm-hmm. He hangs out down there. Is today Wednesday? Yes. He's, so he's down there tonight actually doing a live stream. He does a live stream down there every Wednesday night. Is that Kirsten's brother? Yes. Okay. That's We're going right. to have Kirsten on very soon. Oh, cool. Yes. I'm a big yeah, Kirsten yeah. fan. And I went to high school with both of them. Really? Cool. I started taking guitar lessons uh, from a guy named Gary Turley in Shawnee when I was like – 11 or 12 or something and i had lessons at like eight o'clock and brian had lessons at nine o'clock so we'd pass each other leaving yeah his uh, the guy's studio and um, that's kind of how we met and uh brian's been a, a big inspiration on uh too uh but i'm hoping brian will stop by but uh he's He's has some big news too because mm-hmm. the damn quails are getting back together. So, oh wow, that's yeah. a big deal. So he's he's working on that right now, I'm sure. And um, uh, but and he and Kirsten actually do play together. They played together at the Peace Love and Goodwill Festival. We had um, booked her and she brought him along and they played together. So he's always a great bonus. He can just sit in on anything and <laughs> just like pick it. Like he taught he taught me how to do that. Um, and actually, this is going to go back to the Woody Fe- Woody Woody Fest is been a huge inspiration on me so i'm going to keep mentioning it go Good. for it uh, yeah. <laughs> but brian and i would go to the woody fest and um the parking lot jams there and um he told me one time and this is where i learned about Im- improv in uh in in my musicianship um he said he was playing a song there in front of ellis paul and don Conasini and um um a few other people dave amram and oh uh, uh, Radoslav mm-hmm. Lorkovic. Yeah, Lorkovic. All of yeah. whom will be there this year too. Yeah, uh, they're, they're staples at the Woody mm-hmm. Fest, huh? But uh, he was playing a song with them, and um, they were like, "Take one!" And he goes in to take a solo, and he like hit some bad notes. And he told me, he said, uh, 
he said, from that point on, I said, never again will I do that and screw up in front of all of my like people that yeah. I admire, you know? And so like, I'm, I'm picturing Brian in my head, just going home and like practicing and practicing and, uh, and then, you know, continuing to go to Woody Fest and, and just improvising these solos. And, and, um, he kind of taught me about, he taught me about songwriting, but he also taught me about improvisation and how to jump in, um, in a band, uh, Brian and I used to play with, um, I go on and on about Brian, but that's just because he's, he was such an inspiration. I kind of, I, I feel like I owe, owe a lot to him, but, um, we, we had a band and, um, we do shows sometimes where like, we wouldn't have a set list or anything. And it'd just be like, we'd play all these songs and a lot of them I didn't even know. And, um, um, but it was just like, you fake it until you make it. Yeah. You learn how to uh, uh, improvise on stage uh, in in front of a big crowd. And you're like, I've never played this song before, but I'm going to do this solo and I hope it works out, you know? And um, he really taught, he really taught me to throw myself in the fire <laughs> a lot. So I have a lot of respect for, you know, artists who do that. Cause yeah. I am. Oh, me too. It's crazy to watch. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is. People that they can just sit down. I used to live in, when I lived in Denver, I hung out with some musicians and they'd all just like show up and I'd come to like this place where we would hang out and they'd all just start playing together. And I'm like, so you guys like play together a long time. Oh no, man. We just, I just met this guy and oh, they'd be playing man. stuff. And one of them, was trying to tell me because they were like you play right and I was like yeah but no way like I'm not even touching a guitar because that's not nowhere near confident enough for that but one of them was like I was talking to him after and I was like how do you know like whenever you're like there, so so and so takes his solo and then it says turn how do you know, like how long your solo should be and then <laughs> one guy was it. like you count how many people are there it's that many bars. <laughs> that's, like, that's, awesome. a good, that's a good that's rule of thumb. I hope to reach that point someday. <laughs> um, well, Joel, tell us um, where people can find you and um, tell us a little bit about what you're going to play for us this evening. Okay. Um, well, you can find us at OklahomaUprising.com. Uh, that's our main headquarters website. We're also at Facebook.com slash Oklahoma Uprising. Uh, we're at Instagram at uh, Oklahoma Uprising. Twitter, we couldn't fit Oklahoma Uprising <laughs> on the Twitter handle, so it's Okie Uprising. Nice. And um, uh, where else? You can go to Google and you can type in Oklahoma Uprising, <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of stuff that pulls up about it because we're on a bunch of other websites too. Um, and the <coughs> songs that I'm going to be playing tonight, oh, I've been debating it, and I never really decided. I think I'm going to do a song called Call Me Crazy, mm-hmm. um, which um, uh, is coming up on the new EP uh, that's going to be released next week. And then I think I'll I think I'll do um, – I guess I'll do Letter to Woody. I was which is the, ask yeah, if you would. Totally we really yeah. would love to hear I was saying, it. Because like I said, I haven't performed the song a whole lot. I just submitted it. So nice. I'll go ahead and play that. That's exciting. Awesome. Yes. Yes. This is second place songwriter at Woody Fest. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I do want to extend, um, a note of gratitude to you, Joel. Um, you have been a part of our cellar door music blog and it's fun. It's really an honor. Just, I know that you and I haven't gotten to connect a lot. You and Evan really work together directly, Mm -hmm. but, um, I just really appreciate you and your willingness and interest and, uh, yeah. I appreciate you letting me do that because, um, that I, I just love being involved locally. Like when I get my introduction, it was like, 
I'm just a local guy that likes hanging out because yeah. I mean I like going to this stuff and I like going to the festivals and to the the venues and and local businesses and just hanging out and seeing what it's about you know and and help and support it the best way that I can and then um, I think I emailed you and you forwarded me to Evan and um, Evan's just kind of like yeah just do some do some blogs Jump for on us. In, yeah. and <laughs> so I really did and, and I I was honored to to be a part of that and I look forward to. Uh, to contributing some more to Cellar Door also. Well, thank you. We yeah. look forward to it. And it's a pleasure you. to finally meet you also because we've talked over email a few times. So. I know we have. And, I, you know, Evan really has taken our blog and run. And he he's is so awesome. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then I really um, work on the podcast end. So sometimes we don't always collide on that. But, um, you know, we try to keep it rolling as best we can. So <laughs> I'm glad that we get to have you tonight. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Well, we have Joel Mosman up next with his song, two songs. And then we also have Maddie. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for Thanks, having Maddie. me. Thanks Tell us up. about where we can find Woody. What are your social media handles? Um, at WoodyFest. Cool. Um, all one word. Um, and then WoodyFest.com. Um, that'll have our schedule, all of our artists. Um, we have several featured speakers. Um, there's just poetry readings. There's a lot going on. Um, so mm. you can find all that cool. info there. Great. Well, I'm, we're happy to have you both on. And you can find Grounded Sounds at Grounded Sounds on Instagram and Twitter and Grounded Sounds OK on Facebook. Thanks for listening. Yep. This song is called Letter to Woody. Kicking up the dust to learn to make it through. Did you know that when you sang, we'd be singing back, back to you, back to you. Dust is coming back, it's a shaking down the door. Winds are blowing hot air across the state house floor. Your guitar has got a message, we won't take it anymore.
twisters on the interstate and earthquakes shake the ground. There's flooding on the plains when the harvest comes around. Well, tell me, Woody Guthrie, when you coming back? When you coming back around? When you coming back around, Woody Guthrie? When you coming back around, round, round? so much. This song's called Call Me Crazy. Seems like these city trees far between the branches keep the sky from closing in and I'm doing my best to keep these feelings in my head making their way at my pen this letter that I got and every other shot seems to put me in a daze Haze makes me crazy for you, and I do whatever it takes to make sure these memories won't fade. With the best words, they come on cold, rainy nights. Letters they flow like fists in a fight, and these feelings they bring. Seem to change everything in my mind And they call me crazy Crazy for living Crazy for loving Crazy for nothing at all And I got no place to Well, my old man said the revolutions began. But don't reach for your rifle. Just pick up your pen and your pages. Cause rage is a product of sin. And sin is the sum of the demons within. Well, keep an eye up above, but don't stare at the sun. Keep the other below To watch where each step goes And make sure that you're strong And when they come Sing them your song And they'll call you crazy Crazy for living Crazy for loving Crazy for nothing at all Crazy, crazy for living, crazy, crazy for loving, crazy, crazy for 
another song I wanted to play. It's really slow. We were footloose drinking chartreuse As a Christmas cold blew in the snow Partied with our people like it was New Year's Eve. And I begged you not to leave. But you said, honey, if I don't go, there's bound to be a foot of snow between me and finding my way safely home. And I said, please, please don't. Sun in every season, ray of perfect pleasing for my soul. And I need you to keep me warm. In the springtime, dark and cloudy skies, flooded tears behind your eyes, so I took you for a ride. Fled that savage thunderstorm till you forgot what you were crying for. And as we raced along the interstate, the flowers bloomed first sight of you when you smiled and brightened up the rainy day. You said, Ain't that kind of strange? My son in every season, a ray of perfect pleasing for my soul. My calming of the storm. You look so good in June, yes, you were fiery hot, your two piece swimming suit. Like a summer afternoon. Like the sun in every season, clear, perfect, pleasing for my soul. My summertime girl, October skies We kissed beneath the moonlight We prayed our love would never die 
watch the stars begin to fade Then you ask how long I'd love you If I'd ever let you go And I said no, no, no Cause you're my son in every season Thank you.